everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adaranti, and I'm alone today on the podcast, uh, going back to my roots where I'm just a solo host today. Um, you might hear my dog in the background panting or walking around or shaking her ears at me. That's just Abby. She loves me a lot and likes to have fun with me. Stop. She's literally breathing into the microphone right now. She's such a dork. Okay, guys, so um, nobody banter today, y'all, because uh, I don't have time for it. I don't have anyone on the show to talk to today, so it's really just going to be spooky stories. And also, I don't have time. I have to write my blog entry for my blog, which is called Three Girls, One Blog, that I do with my friends Kelsey and Julie. So I just don't have the time. It's already like 9 o'clock. I got to be up at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I still have my shows to watch. And I got to clean my kitchen. So let's get to it. I'm going to start by, I guess, giving a shout out to the hometown haunt this week. Um, so Los Angeles was technically the winner this week. They, like, by more than double <laughs> Los Angeles, um, more than double the amount of people listened in Los Angeles than in the next city. Um, but I've already done Los Angeles, so I feel like I need to kind of spread the love a bit. Um, so I'm going to do the next one, which was Fairfield, Ohio. So I'm going to be doing Fairfield, Ohio today. I found a really good creepy story from that one as well. And I feel like I've done like more than one Los Angeles story before. So sorry, LA, I love you to death, but today it's Fairfield, Ohio's turn. And um, I've got one listener story and I had a story. It's too bad I don't have anyone on the podcast today. Maybe, oh, that's my little cat. Um, maybe I can do a Coles Notes version of it when I do have someone on because it's a really good story. Um, but it's kind of a retelling of a story that my old boss told me. So um, there's that one. And then I've got listener mail from someone. And I think we will start with the listener mail. So this message is from a girl named Shelby and Shelby reached out to me on Instagram and I was so excited when I got her um, story. It's, uh, it's a good one. So it starts, hi Marie, I love your podcast. I listen to it on my drive to work and oddly enough at the gym. I also listen to podcasts at the gym. I actually have a rule that I only listen to my podcasts if I'm cleaning my home or if I'm at the gym. And because I love podcasts so much and I'm so obsessed with so many of them, it forces me to actually be productive. So I feel you, Shelby. <laughs> um, but anyways, I wanted to share a story with you. When I was a little girl, I was always very close with my grandfather and he came to visit me almost every day. The last time I remember seeing him was at his birthday dinner at his house. I was sitting on his lap and he was reading me a book when, and it all happened so fast, he had a heart attack and fell to the floor. The next few weeks, he was in and out of the hospital where the doctors found a lot more problems and it became apparent he wouldn't be alive much longer. During this time, my mom told me he was so scared and kept saying he wasn't ready to die until one day my mom came to visit and he looked so peaceful and actually smiled at her. When my mom asked how he felt, he told her he was fine and he was ready and that he wanted to say goodbye. He told my mom he had a visit from a woman that looked exactly how he pictured me to look when I was older. I was like six at that time. And that she told him it was time and that he can still watch me grow up where he's going. My mom started sobbing. And that same day when she went to go get my aunts and uncles to say goodbye, 
uh, and he passed. Oh, my mom started sobbing on that same day when she went, okay, when he passed. Knowing it would be hard for me as I didn't really understand the concept of death, she drove me to school or she drove to my school and pulled me out early. She sat with me in the car and told me she needed to tell me something about grandpa, to which I responded, it's okay, mom. He already told me he has to leave. When my mom asked what I meant by that, I told her that earlier at recess, he showed up by the sandlot with wings like a butterfly and told me that. Uh, he told me that I wouldn't be able to see him anymore because he had to go somewhere, but that he will always be with me. My recess was around 12 p.m. and my grandfather had passed at 11.57 a.m. in the hospital. My mom said there was no explanation for this as I had not received any news that he had died that day and that I never once cried. Looking back, I truly believe he has always stepped in when I really needed the help. I always say a silent prayer to him for guidance and courage when life gets tough and every single time I feel calm and, and a sense of clarity washes over me. I've always told people that I know exactly who my guardian angel is. Anyways, I thought that was a paranormal story with a happy ending that makes you wonder what really happens when we die. Keep up the good work and thank you for all the laughs and goosebumps, Shelby. Like, Shelby, I just love her. And then I wrote back and I was like, do you even realize what you've done? I am sobbing at my desk. I guess I was having a very emotional day that day. And oh, I just, I can relate obviously to her because... I've said before on my podcast that I feel very close to my grandfather, even though I only knew him for six months before he passed away. Um, so I get it. So thank you so much, Shelby. I really, really appreciate that. Um, so I guess my next story is going to be about my old boss. So this is a really creepy story. Um, I was working at a bank. I was a teller at a bank and my old boss there, um, I think I was telling her stories about my haunted house and she was like, Oh, do I have the best story for you? So her sister's house is apparently haunted. And, um, you know, my manager was like a middle-aged woman. She's a mom with a daughter the same age as me. I'm almost 30 now. So, um, you know, she she is a, an older woman and she had like a Blackberry phone or whatever. This is important for part of the story. So she um, – said, you know, like weird things happen at her sister's house all the time when she's there. She didn't really go into specifics except for this one time when she had spent the night there because she was babysitting um, her sister's kids. And um, I guess she had gotten up in the morning and she had left her phone on her bed and she had gone into uh, to go have a shower. And when she came back out, her phone was out on the bed and there was a music video playing on her phone. And this isn't, this is at a time when like Blackberries or iPhones or smartphones aren't as user friendly as they are today. So picture the old Blackberry with like the ball scroller on it, if you can imagine that. That's the kind of Blackberry that she had. And I used to have one of those. And I'm telling you, if you placed it in my hand today, I wouldn't be able to tell you how to get a music video started on this phone. So somebody had done that. And she's got two really, really, really young kids who also would not have been able, not her, but her sister, the kids she was watching, who also would not have been able to figure that out. So um, that, was, that was one instance. Um, one of the kids had apparently seen people or spirits in the house before and um she had seen like apparitions or something but 
There were places in the house where the kid wouldn't go. There was um, like weird situations where she would, you know, be, you know, like when you're a kid and you're goofing around and like putting on a play or singing a song and dance for everybody. She'd be in the middle of doing that. And then um, she would stop and she would just say, I don't like the audience in this room. And she'd be like staring at a corner where nobody was and she'd walk away. And it was just like really weird stuff. But she seemed to be the most sensitive to it. So after a lot of these things were going on, um, my old boss's daughter, who was again around my age, uh, she remembered, or not remembered, but she had always known that a girl that she went to school with used to live in the house that her aunt bought. So she thought to herself, I'm going to reach out to um, this girl and I'm going to ask her if she ever experienced anything in the house. So she sent her a message on Facebook and basically just said, you know, hey, how you doing? Whatever. They fucking small talked for a bit. And then she said to her, you know, my aunt bought your old house and I was just wondering if you've ever had any weird experiences that you could not explain happen in that house. The girl read the message and she didn't reply for a couple days. And when she did reply, she said, I don't want to talk about it. Please never ask me again. And that was it. So that scared the shit out of me when I used to work at my bank. It was terrifying. Um, And I just thought that was a really creepy story. I wish that I knew this girl's name because, man, oh, man, I would love to hear what what those stories are. But I'm also, like, terrified. So I don't know. But regardless, just really scary stuff. I guess we can move right into the hometown. You guys, it's only been 10 minutes. This is going to be the shortest podcast ever. (sighs) Okay. All right. All right. Fairfield, Ohio, my friends. (sighs) The one place that I found in Fairfield, Ohio that really interested me was called the Screaming Bridge of Maud Hughes Road. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Located between... Oh, this is also coming from a website called creepycincinnati.com, just so you guys know. Located between Princeton and Millican Roads in Liberty Township, the Screaming Bridge is home... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I almost had a fucking heart attack. I can see my kitchen from where I'm sitting in my living room and there's like a part I'm gonna take a picture of like what it looks like here but there's like a part of the wall that covers most of where I can view into the kitchen and just out of the corner of my eye I saw something just like run through the kitchen and I fucking almost had a heart attack and when I looked it was just my black cat running around that little dick okay fuck oh back to back to this all right so oh the screaming bridge is the home of a, of several mysterious tales the bridge span uh sprint oh my goodness the bridge spans the main line that has had 
many names since the 1870s. No one knows for sure when it was called the Screaming Bridge, but allegedly the original bridge here was grooved and caused a sound similar to a scream when a vehicle drove across it. But the urban legends tell of a more sinister origin to its name. Um, basically, it said that the scream that's heard is uh, of somebody who's died there. So there's a bunch of different tales that we've got here. One of the earliest ones that is linked to the bridge actually goes back to a railroad accident when two men were scalded to death when a train that they were on exploded. Um, and apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently this happened not by this specific screaming bridge. It was actually in uh, in between Westchester and Gano. However, uh, for some reason, this has been attributed. This accident has become attributed with this bridge for some reason. Um, other tales are that the Screaming Bridge name comes from one of several other possible events. Stories such as an arguing couple crossing the bridge when a woman was pushed or fell to her death. Or of another couple that broke down on the bridge in their vehicle, the boyfriend had left the girlfriend behind to go get help. And when he later returned, uh, she was found hanging by her neck from the bridge. Uh, and another one says that a distraught mother had thrown her newborn baby from the bridge. So the screams that you hear are her screams of misery and horror at what she has done. While all the stories, uh, while these are all stories that are told of any number of bridges around the world, there are more. Reports of phantom trains or engineers on the tracks below. Orbs are seen floating along the bridge uh, or along beneath the bridge, along with supposed satanic rituals taking place below there as well. Uh, other variations of the tale say that if you tales say that if you stop on the bridge and flash your headlights three times, uh, some form of ghostly activity will occur. I wouldn't recommend trying it, though. The bridge turns sharply at either end, making it impossible for oncoming traffic to see you until they are right on you. In 1909, an accident killed two engineers and injured three others aboard a train on October 24th. That is my wedding anniversary. One of the engineers killed was off duty, uh, hitching a ride back home to Middleton when the steam locomotive exploded. It had been fully loaded with water when it left Ivorydale in Cincinnati, but after about 11 miles out, a leak had drained most of it, causing the explosion. That accident wasn't the only tragedy along that stretch of track. On June 7th in, uh, in 1976, at the Princeton Road overpass in Liberty Township, a Penn Central employee was killed when two rails protruding from a southbound work train penetrated the cab of the northbound locomotive he was on. Um, nobody, so we can't say that nobody died there. There definitely have been people that died there at some point, but all the tales surrounding the bridge seem to be just urban legends or error. But who's to say after all those phantom trains and engineers have, have to come from somewhere. Maybe they're just passing by here on their way to the other side. Um, and then a few people commented on this. Um, so somebody wrote in, I was there when the train passed under the bridge right around midnight. Me and like four other people, the train was going under the bridge and we all saw small orbs floating along the sides of the train. There had to be 20 or 30 of them floating just like bugs, but they were orbs for sure. After the train passed, we all noticed in the distance a large orb floating along the tracks. The orb continued to float closer to the bridge and when it was about 50 feet off, it stopped, morphed into a humanoid blob and drifted into the woods up to the sides of the track. 100% true story. Uh, I cannot to this day explain it, and everyone there has seen the exact same thing. 
Oh, creepy. And that's it. I think. What else do we got here? There's some other really good ones. Um, let's see. Here we go. Went there as teens and hung out sober under the bridge at night during an almost full moon. There was enough light to see by. I saw a shadow cross the tracks about 50 yards from us. Then my friend's pager went off, the number calling it 666. No joke. This trip was a spur of the moment and there were no cell phones back then, so no one knew we were heading there. Many years later in 2012, I went back with my son to make a documentary with him for his birthday. This time it was daylight. We saw several piles of animal bones around the tracks under the bridge. And then another girl wrote, I've been here three times and each time I've been here, something has happened. I'm the type of person where nothing scares me, but the second I drove on the bridge, I got a very bad feeling. My friends and I pulled onto the bridge and one time one of my friends and I saw red and white light, um, but my other friends did not. So we drove over the bridge, turned around and drove back over the bridge. That time we didn't see the light either, but this time we saw someone leaning right up against the back of my car and then just walk off the bridge. Now, when we did this, I had just washed my car, so there was nothing on there. When I got home, I looked at the back of my car and you could see the imprint of a body and a handprint right where we saw the person standing. This place is scary and I highly recommend going to visit it. Ooh. Terrifying. Uh, another person commented that devil worshippers hold their ceremonies there and they actually did see a dead white lamb on the tracks. A very scary place. Oh my god. Anyway, so I mean, I guess even if these old legends aren't true, there's some weird shit that goes on in this by this bridge. And that's it. The Screaming Bridge of Maud Hughes Road from Fairfield, Ohio. That's it, you guys. That's my very short one-man episode today. Maybe I should keep them all this short and stop having people on the podcast because like some days I'm so tired. I just dread having to sit down and do them, but it's not bad when it's like a 20 minute, 20 minute episode. Like that's nothing. But when you have someone here and it's like a 40 minute episode, it's just like daunting knowing that I still have to shower. I still have to clean the kitchen. I still have to go to bed, get myself ready for work tomorrow. Um, so maybe, maybe I should keep it. Let me know if you like the smaller episodes, send me a message. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Um, it's at Splendora underscore. You can email me your stories. Um, it's A-D-O-R-A-N-T-I-M at gmail.com and, um, follow me and rate, review, subscribe. I really want you to rate, review and subscribe my podcast because, there's been an influx of ghostly podcasts lately, and I mean, mine's fun, so just rate, review, and subscribe it so that maybe I can make it up the charts and maybe one day I'll get some advertisers on here and then I can make you better content, maybe afford a better microphone that doesn't sound so bad, maybe have some cooler guests come on other than just Victoria. I mean, who knows? The possibilities are endless, really. Anyways, have a great two weeks. I'll see you guys in two weeks, and stay spooky. Bye!